So uh, welcome to Game Scotch. We have a very special episode today. Uh, my name's Aiden, and uh, Kyle's here with us. Kyle, Ryu. Hello. Is it Ryu? Ryu? Yeah, Ryu. He's a uh, film director in Toronto. I'm just going to read out your bio real quick because you're doing oh, okay. some cool, cool stuff. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so Kyle is a Toronto-based director, editor, and actor who was screened at over 40 film festivals worldwide. In 2016, Kyle won the Inside Out Bravo Fact pitch competition, receiving a grant to produce his short, What About Shelley? Shelley kicked off its festival run at the 2017 Inside Out LGBT Film Festival and has since screened in 18 festivals worldwide. I keep wanting to say Q because that's why I keep hearing. What well, It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, his latest short, Vertical Lines, debuted at the BFI Flair in March 2018, and has since won the Best Men's Short Audience Award at Queer, at w- sorry, at Wicked Queer Boston. Kyle's also the creator and editor of Drag Race Supercuts. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, but I, I kind of want the audience to kind of understand okay. what that is. Yeah, yeah. So Drag Race Supercuts, it's a YouTube channel that I started, and I just, I just started it for fun. So I'm a big Drag Race fan, and um, basically what happened was last summer, I guess, yeah, I guess I've had the channel about a year now. I was just re-watching the show, and mm-hmm. I have all of the episodes torrented, and okay. I had pretty good quality of everything, and I just kept thinking to myself as I'm binging it, I'm like, oh man, somebody should make like a supercut of like every time RuPaul says this, or every time one of these drag queens who develop their own catchphrases, every time they say one of those catchphrases, because right. then the other thing too is across the series, however many seasons... There's so many times RuPaul will reuse the same joke or say the same thing. It's like, so there's all these running things. So I like YouTube did a couple quick YouTube searches and realized that nobody had made these supercuts. And like, I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I, I was like, I want to do it. But then it also just seems like a lot of work. So I just kept watching the show. And then after like another week, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, I have like all of the episodes. (laughs) I should just do it. Yeah. So I think I made like I just like fired off like three or four because you can sort of edit multiples at the same time. If right. You're pulling from anyways. But uh, I just put a few online and then they just started getting like tens of thousands of no views. Way. And well, because what happened was. But this is your channel. This is your this, creation. This, this, this yeah, is this, insane. This is my channel. So That's insane. I mean, the one thing that helps hugely was uh, after I made the first couple, every time I made a new one, I posted it to the 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 drag race subreddit. Yeah. And it, it instantly got like, you know, a thousand upvotes or something. Wow. So my most popular one, which is Drag Queens Not Knowing Things, which is a compilation of drag queens having like dumb moments or like not knowing common words, common phrases. Yeah. That one has like 1.1 million views now, which is really cool because I've never made anything. I've never made anything online that's had over a million views. Have you ever thought of like monetizing this or? Okay. So here's the thing is it was monetized. When I first started the channel, it was monetized, but I also knew that that was going to be like borrowed time because it's copyrighted content. Right. It's somebody else's TV show. But when it was monetized, I was making some good YouTube monetization. But what happens now is because they have caught on to me. Now, as soon as I upload a video, it gets demonetized. Oh. So... So I truthfully don't do it as often. And yeah. that's not because of the lack of monetization. That's because it keeps getting blocked in the U.S. Yeah. So the views are like so lower blocks, than like You can't even watch it. In the U.S. But US. the thing is, this is a testament to how popular Drag Race yeah. is everywhere else, though, because it's blocked in the U.S., but it still gets the channel still gets like a few hundred thousand views a week from wow. everywhere else in the world. 
it's good though. Cool. It's fun. Like I've talked to other people casually where I'm like, oh yeah, Drag Race Supercuts, and they're like, what? They're like, I need that. They're like, I've heard of that. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're like, I know that channel. They're like, that's you. And I'm like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know it. They're like, yeah. Me and my friends love it. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Like I never thought I'd make something that's just casually on some people's radar. That's awesome. It's fun. Um, but yeah, but uh, so you've also have uh, a bunch of short films, kind of uh, on the festival circuit. Yeah. About what about Shelley? Vertical Lines is in the process of. Well, being so ver that. so Vertical Lines. Uh, so I think Shelley is. So what about Shelley, which came out last year? I think it's pretty much done its festival run. It's okay. technically, I think it's actually still submitted to three or four, but I just don't think, I don't think it's still really gonna go still? to them. I, I mean, okay. I think it's it's time is, uh, it's, it's time is over. But it went went to nineteen, which is really cool. Wow, it's great. Is so, that all around Canada or no? Is that... That's that's worldwide. World worldwide. So oh, did yeah. you travel to these festivals? Or? So for Shelley, I went to. Um, I think the only place that I traveled to Shelley was Iceland. So wow. it got. Oh. I think I actually saw pictures on your Instagram or, or story or something. You... So it got into the it got into the Reykjavik Film Festival, and I was wow. also accepted to the Talent Lab. So Shelley was screening as part of the Talent Lab's mm -hmm. selected shorts. Right. So I got to go there and screen it, and it was awesome, and like it was such a great group of people in the lab. There was actually like four people from Toronto in the lab. No way. And I actually met my producer, Brendan, through the lab. So he lives here, and he's in Toronto, but and we you met, just met him in Iceland? We met through doing the lab, no and way. he produced a micro-feature that was at Inside Out here last year. Wow. So we even like running in the same circuit, like Shelly screened in the same festival, as his film. And you're working with him now, kind of? I or? am. So yeah. he co-produced Vertical Lines. Right. And then he's also a producer on this new short that I have a crowdfunding campaign for right now called Serial Thriller. And that's what we're talking about today. We're promoting that today. Oh. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> Can you tell uh, tell our uh, listeners about uh, about the like the, the, the plot of yeah. Serial Thriller? So Serial Thriller is like, it's a really dark horror comedy. And it's basically about a man who comes home to find a serial killer waiting for him. And uh, so I am a actor as well as director. So the serial killer is being played by me. So oh, it's nice. just like, it's this really wacky, um, fun role. And the way that I've described it is it's almost like this absurdist stand-up comedy routine. Because okay. basically the idea of the short is he has the guy tied up and gagged. And then you basically, it, ju it just takes you through him... Um, talking to him and describing like how he's going to kill him and yada yada and then he just sort of starts going off tangents talking about himself and like really you just get a sense of how narcissistic he's looking for reactions from the guy kind of well well yeah. sort of i mean i think the the concept is he uh he's so it's it's almost sort of in a way it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a play on the way that gay men can be really insecure because okay. sort of the the joke behind it and it's okay if people watch it and they don't get it because it's not super obvious, but it's like he is a serial killer, but he's also just like so concerned with what other people think about him. Yeah. Like there's like a joke in it. <laughs> it's it's like near the end of the movie when he has the guy tied and gagged on the end of the bed, he comes up to him and he's like, I have a question for you. And he's like, when you first came in and you saw me standing there, did you think I looked cool? Because cool. like I worked really hard on this outfit. Yeah. Like I was like it's you know this is I like worked my, hard on this. This is my serial murder. killer gig. <laughs> yeah. 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 
I just want to know, like, how did the, what did you think when it first? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just want you to appreciate the amount of work I put into this. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's almost kind of it's almost sort of like this weird comedy routine because the guy who's tied and gagged doesn't actually get to talk too much. No, um, obviously. But I just think it's like, I just had this like random stroke of inspiration and like I wrote the entire thing in one go and I was like I was actually laughing as I wrote it, which is new for me because I do write comedy, but um, I just think it's like the wackiest funniest thing that i've written nice and it's got a very strange energy that i'm just i'm super excited to bring to screen because yeah. the only other like one that was really comedic short that i did was shelly and it's truthfully it's like a comedy drama so it's the comedy is more like the levity to break up some of the more dramatic parts right but this part is this short serial thriller is just sort of like high octane wacky it's energy. just whack and it's dark guy. too because yeah. you know i mean he is there to kill the guy this, this sounds like a film that i would be obsessed with like this sounds like i can't i mean i can't wait to do it yeah that's cool yeah um so you have a kickstarter campaign going uh what said uh what do you what do you find indiegogo sorry indiegogo okay. i'll put a i'll put a link down below um what uh what are you funding well what are you looking to uh what are you gonna put the money towards kind of well so basically so it's uh it's a it's a small shoot because it's really a one-day thing right and we're also very lucky to get the location of my producer's apartment which is this beautiful high-rise with like you know giant glass windows so it'll look great but you have a video of that in the part of the we do yeah yeah, yeah. we put a video cool. on instagram just showing people like a taste of our location but what we really need the funds for is essentially paying for all of the equipment because you know we got to shoot on cameras and we got to get some lighting right and then um just paying our small crew and feeding them as well yeah. i mean a big thing is you know you, you got to feed everybody you got to give them a good lunch and there's also got to be what do you mean you guys need to eat coffee and, and snacks coffee and what <laughs> <laughs> excuse me well, that's really cool that's really exciting yeah um so you said earlier that you had a funny story you wanted to save for the podcast. Is is now the time to to talk about it? Oh, uh, my Breath of the Wild one. Oh, okay, wait, okay, we'll wait. We can later. save that. This for is later. the gaming podcast. That is so. a good story. That's it's something very stupid that I did. But. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Kyle's also a, a decently big gamer. Like medium, you game a lot too. I'd say medium. like medium gamer. I mean, I definitely love some games. I have a very hard time with completing games. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But my favorite games are the ones that I've finished. Right. So I have finished, like, probably at least five games in my life. <laughs> I could list them off. They're mostly Zelda, mostly Zelda games. They're mostly Zelda games. I've, like, I've completed Ocarina of Time. Oh, I've never beaten Majora's Mask. I've gotten so close, uh -oh. and I've never beaten it. Um, but I've I've done Twilight Princess and Sky. Or yeah. I didn't beat Skyward Sword either. I'm at the end. And then so I beat, be. I've actually beat Breath of the Wild twice. Mm -hmm. um, That's an amazing game. Like, I still like, I think about it every day. It so as someone who doesn't have a huge amount of gaming experience, but I would say medium, I just think Breath of the Wild is one of the best video games I've ever played. Like, yeah. it's just so, it's so expansive and it's kind of, it's endless and there's so many different things that you can do with it and like, if you want to go in and just play story stuff, well, you can get right the fuck down to business. Yeah. Or if you just want to ride around on your horse for 16 hours, right. you can do that. And if you just want to go and pick mushrooms, you can do that. <laughs> or if you just want to farm dragon parts or whatever. Go uh, tame some horses or anything. anything you want to do. You know what's actually one of my favorite things? And it's funny because when I started the game, and I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably felt this way too, but I was terrified of all the guardians. Yeah. So I straight up avoided them, which I think a lot of people, I, yeah. I think some people have actually gotten through the entire game without ever actually 
fighting one, which is crazy because once I learned how to properly fight them, it's my favorite thing. It's easy with the master sword though. Well, because yeah. well because like I mean, there's so many things you can do, but the easiest thing that you can do um is you can with your shield, you can parry the laser. Yep. And if you parry it, you can kill it in 3 blows. Yeah. You have to be good at that, though. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I've done it so many times, I've become can... very good at it. Nice. And then the other thing, too, is you can just stasis them, and then you run up to them, and you just slash the shit out of them. My favorite, one of my take favorite, legs out. One of my favorite things to do is you go around in a circle, and you take all their legs out. Yeah. Another thing that I've also discovered recently, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I'm convinced that it is, because I've killed so many of them. The more hits you deal to it, like going around and chopping its legs off, right. the more parts that it will release. Yeah. The faster you kill it, I actually think the less parts it's likely to release. Yeah, because you break its legs, like pieces drop, right? Like, like so the, the thing about the Guardians is with the pieces that it drops because uh, it could also drop an ancient core or a giant ancient core. Yeah. Those are actually, unlike uh, other parts of the game, there is no guaranteed system of like, oh, this Guardian always releases giant ancient right. cores. It's, it's a random drop. It's completely randomized, yeah. but I am convinced that the more, uh, like, the more time the more interactive you are with killing the guardians, right. the more likely those drops There's are to drop. happen. Okay. Because if you just go up to it and hit it with one ancient arrow and it kills it instantly, mm -hmm. like I've done that a lot. And they won't you're drop. way, you're way less I, that. And maybe that's just me, but my perception is because I've gone around all of Hyrule castle and just killed everything with one hit ancient arrows. The... And I've gotten like no giant ancient cores from it. Cause you need it for the armor set, right? Where you can craft uh, the guardian. Yeah, no, but the big reason that I get giant ancient cores is because I'm obsessed with having the ancient bow. Oh, right. Because yeah. the ancient bow can shoot something from like five miles away. It's got the longest shot of any bow in the game. Okay. Um, and it lasts a pretty good while too, but you need a giant ancient core, so they're difficult. But the thing is, I have played <laughs> this version that I have of Breath of the Wild, <clears throat> or version, because I've played it twice, and I'll tell you why. But this save that I have, according to my Switch, I've played like 300 plus hours Ooh. on it. I'm like, like I've done everything in yeah. it 10 times. So I have, um, you know how you have your little house in Hitano Village, and yep. you can have your... Like you build the you kind of have, many times. Yeah, and oh. you can have your... Um, your shields and your stuff on the wall and your bows. I have just a full set. I have four. Um, I have three ancient bows on the wow. wall and then two in my inventory. So I've just spent a lot of time just grinding the, going the guardians. Yeah. Well, yet yesterday or the day before, because sometimes because I've played through everything in the game. When I get bored, I just give myself some kind of a task, a hunt. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna go to Hyrule Castle, and then from like the outside of the castle all the way to the inside, I am going to kill every single guardian there. So I'm going to kill all the walking ones, all of the turnstile ones, like literally everything outside the castle and then in. And I got like three giant ancient cores from doing that. I was like, yeah. sweet, I'm going to go get three ancient bows now. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like um, I was the same as you like at the start. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to deal with these guardians. I'm sure they become easier later. I was later. fucking terrified. Yeah, of I was them. like, oh, well, I was I'm actually gonna... I was convinced when I first came across the guardians and the Linnells. Mm -hmm. I was like, OK, well, I will never be able to fight one of those and I will go this entire game. Yeah. without ever engaging with one. Yeah. But then, like, after hours and hours and hours, the game builds you up to a point where you can just fucking beat the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. And I find uh, this game is so polished that sometimes you can get lost in it. Like, you kind of just... You just... Okay, I'm going to go do this one mission. You can and get on the way, really easily yeah. distracted. And on the way, you're going to be like, oh, there's a Korok seed. Oh, there's oh, a yeah, thing yeah. over there. Oh, what's that? By the way, how many uh, how many Korok seeds have you caught in the game? Oh, like, I've, I've gotten a fair bit, but I think there's... Like how many are there? There's, there's definitely like. Listen, 
So There's, isn't there like over? I still or I still can't wrap my my brain around this. So I got. Uh, I have the DLC, so the DLC comes with the Korok mask, yeah. which starts going yeah, off when yeah, you're nearby. Yeah. So I have probably clocked at least 20 hours just running around with the Korok mask on trying to catch them. And to date, I think I've caught about 400-something Korok seeds, and that's not... That's not even, even half. half. There's 900. There's nine fucking hundred. There's 900. And you know what? I will actually say that's something I kind of hate about the game, because... It's so weirdly futile because the whole thing is you get the Korok seeds to upgrade your weapon stash. But mm-hmm. as of the day before yesterday, I've maxed out all my weapon stashes. Right. I think you need you a can total do shield of, and bow. You can do too. shield, bow, and, uh, and, and your weapons. weapons. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think because you trade the, all those Korok seeds in. After I think it's 420 or like 450 seeds, mm-hmm. you've maxed out everything. So, it's so just, like, if you're going around collecting the other 400, 500, whatever, it's literally for nothing because yeah. you don't get anything except after you've collected yeah, all 900. Say, yeah, you get. You go back to uh, Hot Hatsu or whatever, and he just yeah. he literally gives you a golden piece of shit. Yeah, which is almost like <laughs> yeah, it's a big, huge fuck you yeah, from the programmers. Fuck you. They're like, oh, Here you look go. at Here's you. some shit. You, do you know how many <laughs> hours you have to log to catch yeah. 900 Korok seeds? It's only the hardcore guys they'll do it, you know. I don't That's think I'll ever get around to I'm that. Trying, I'm trying to. Com- I'm trying to, because I have nothing else to do in the game now. I'm just trying to 100%. be a completionist, mm-hmm. but I will never do that because no. I've already clocked so many hours catching like 400 Korok seeds, and I'm like, I have like dreams about it. I still have like people. I, it's too fucking much. I can't catch anymore. It's just the same thing 900 times over. I still have people being like, "Oh, did you find those Korok seeds in this one area?" With like, you have to do something specific. Like, I'm like, you know, what I the didn't. fuck? <laughs> some of them are, some of them are insanely specific. Yeah, and I've become. And uh, you can spawn from a mile away. I've like, become a, I've become a big fan of watching YouTubers show like things you didn't know, and I love yeah. to look up videos like, uh, "Oh, the ten hardest to find Korok seeds in yeah. the game." And honestly, there's a couple. That, are, that are so ridiculously fucking stupid. Yeah. There's like one, you know how you have to match the stones? There's one where there's like a set of stones that's on top of somebody's rooftop, and you have to find a way to like use your stasis to perfectly launch a stone off the ground onto somebody's rooftop. And it's just dumb. Like, these were like the most professional gamers showing a video of them doing it, and they're like, I did this for a fucking hour and a half to get it right. Because. The best and the hardest thing about the game is the physics. Yeah. The physics is really, really it's cool. Really well done. Yeah. But when it comes to like you actually have to launch and perfectly hit this rock and the trajectory it has to land on a roof that's this big or whatever, it's really fucking hard sometimes. I I found that was the case with some of the even the the shrines too. There's like one where it's like launch. Oh, the, uh, the physics like, of some. Yeah, yeah, there's like one where it's like you go to an optional path and it's like, okay, you want to launch this ball into a thing over there. And I'm like, that sounds easy. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> And then all your shit breaks. Yeah. You're like, what the? <laughs> the one thing I haven't done, but I'm extremely close, is I've gotten 118 shrines. So I only okay. have two left. Two and then that's when you're supposed to get the like the original the tunic. tunic. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it doesn't look like the Ocarina one. It's like the older, older one, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I forget what it looks like. I think that's like one of the only things I haven't done in yeah. the game yet. Do you know where those last two shrines are? I do. So... Like I've said, I've played the game through twice. So one of them I've done before, oh, okay. which is the one in the Korok Forest where you have to follow that little Korok and like it can't turn can't around. See. Oh, I hate that one yeah. so fucking much. Yeah. 
I hate it so, so much. And then the other one that I haven't done, oh, I just fucking hate this one. I have to use a walkthrough to do it. Is, uh... Is the one in the, the Forbidden Forest? No, or? it's the no. it's the one in the Gerudo Desert where you have to match all of the balls to their statues. It's the, the oh seven, yeah, I've done that one. The yeah, seven statue weird. one. I yeah. fucking hate that one because you have to climb up them and be like, okay, is you this have the to you symbol? have to match the right orb to the right room. I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't. I mind thought it. it. I thought it was hard, so I used. Well, a if you have, um, but that one uh, is, I just don't like doing. It. It's time consuming and it's boring actually. Yeah. <laughs> I find when you have that, oh, what's that guardian's name? Rivali? Uh, when you have his, like, wind yeah. thing, it's well, pretty don't easy. Don't get me wrong. That makes it but, easier. But still, yeah. matching it all up is a bit of a bitch. Right. Um, but I only have to do those two. I just have to get around to it. Awesome. But I'm, like, I'm deep at the end of the game. I, yeah. Um, and you've also played Mario Odyssey. And you're at yeah, the end yeah. as well. Oh, and at the end. Yeah. It was funny because I got Breath of the Wild. And then a, about a month or two after playing it, I was like, now I want to play Super Mario Odyssey. And then I got it. I played it for the first day. And then I was like, and now I'm going to go back to Breath of the Wild for a minute. And then I just kept playing Breath of the Wild for three more months. Yeah. So I only came back to Odyssey a couple weeks ago. But now I'm at the end. And I have really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It is fun. And it's interesting because I can kind of see how the mechanics are a little bit similar to Breath of the Wild. Because right. it's, you know, because it's the same console. And it's kind of smart, actually, because I more felt of an like open it's, kind of it's level. not it's not it's it's like it's very simple to pick it up. Yeah. The only thing is Mario has a lot of moves that he can do. Yeah. And the game just sort of immediately throws you into it. It doesn't mm. take you through the series of mini tutorials of like, OK, and now we're going to give you a situation where you have to do a role. And then right. here's a situation where you have to do. Right. Oh, whatever, whatever. So there's probably at least five moves that I've never legitimately never really needed used. to use. I find uh, I, it's, it's more for like speed runs and stuff. People like use those crazy moves to get oh, over yeah. walls they're not supposed to. The way that people do it though reminds me of like the way that experts play Smash Bros. Oh, where yeah. You can just do like 50 crazy moves. Like in a row. me, I'm the well, best. Well, like I've seen <laughs> experts play it, and they can basically just like if you do five or six moves in the air, you can basically just like jump up in the air and then just keep going up like though i've the way that i've seen people scale walls is it's like yeah it's you cool. do a series of moves and i'm like i don't think i could really ever learn to do that <laughs> it takes time you know you got to learn all those uh yeah different mechanics i'm pretty and... good like that in breath of the wild yeah though. like i can kill some fucking shit in pretty cool ways yeah <laughs> um i i'm playing through right now in the master mode and it's what is it's the master tough. mode again it's just everything is it, Every all the enemies are twice as hard. Yeah, basically. And I think there's like there's gold and silver linels. They've yeah, it's weird. You, you start off in that first area after you get out of um, I forget what it's the called. The Great Plateau. Yeah, yeah, the Great Plateau, and you just see like all the enemy placements are are different, and like oh, so things are in different places. Yeah, I walked down the hill and there was a Lionel there. I was like, what the fuck? Whoa. Already, and there was like I couldn't even fight one Bogoblin because like all you have really have is a stick. And so, like, at the first part of the game, you kind of have to avoid them. Damn, they're that hard. Yeah, they're tough. Unless well, that, you're smart, right? Because you can drown them. That was you the can... thing that I thought was really, really cool about playing Breath of the Wild, though, was when you first start the game, it's, it's there's tough. a learning curve where yeah. you it takes it takes a few minutes for you to realize that you're not powerful enough to mm -hmm. kill something just because it's in front of your path. Right. And because you can go anywhere in the game, in the beginning, when you're really weak, you have to actually learn how to strategically avoid things, which for me, as a not hugely experienced gamer was new right because most games that i've played are not open world and because you're on this very streamlined path you have to always kill what's right in front of you because right. the way that the game works is you can't advance until you kill what's directly in front of you so with this one i remembered like 
when I was very early into the game, there's a challenge. There's a side quest in Hateno Village where they're like, oh, there's a bunch of Boblikins down at the bay or whatever. Go kill them. And, I have to, and you have to go and kill them. And I remember, like, when I first did that, I failed at it, like, six or seven times. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just going to have to come back to this later in the game. And then I came back to it later, and I was like, okay, let's try this now. And I came back to it, and I was like, oh, my God. It's like easy. It's like five yeah. Boblikins. And you could just fucking go up and kill all them. And I was like, I remember how hard that was in the beginning yeah. of the game. Yeah. Because they just kept murdering the fuck out of me. And then when you fall down a hill, you'll like, you'll literally just like stumble. You're like, you'll fall for a minute straight. <laughs> I mean, the physics are really funny like that. Yeah. I love that once you start falling, you cannot physically use your controls to stop yourself. Like no. You just have to fall Until to the bottom of I the hill. Fi find like a flat surface kind of thing. Yeah. There's so many great videos yeah. of just like Link falling for a minute and a half straight. You, cause you can't stop it. You can't stop. That's what's funny. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh well, what I was gonna what I was yeah. gonna say is uh, this was really stupid on me. But what happened was so I've played Breath of the Wild through twice now because yep. what happened was I played it the first time. I had done everything. I had done all the divine beasts and I had beat Ganon. And at this point, I was just going around and fucking around and like upgrading my armor and mm -hmm. you know just doing a bunch of extra fun things and maybe trying to finish all the side quests yeah so i'd already done all that and then i had a few friends over and i wanted to show them the gameplay from the start and i was like well if you guys want i can start a new game and then we can just play through it for yeah. a few hours or whatever and i didn't realize you can only have one save that you can only have one save per yeah. profile yep so i didn't realize when i started a new game that i was actually erasing the one that i had just played so I had logged like a couple hundred hours right. with this huge save profile of having done almost everything in the game. And then like my friends come over and we play it for like five or six hours. And then I wake up the next morning. And I'm like, okay, now let me go back to my save. And I realized it was it's gone. gone. Yeah. So thank God I really loved the game and I was still into playing it. Cause I just, I just immediately restarted it Yeah. because there is actually something once you become an expert at the game, it is really fun to restart it because you have this completely different perspective when you start the game of like, okay, I should go here first and I can yeah. do this. And now I know like you're an expert at it. Now I know you how know. to fight something, yeah. even though I only have like a stick or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've played through the game full start to finish twice. Do you remember um, at the very beginning there's a shrine at a, in like the the cold area? You is had to figure like out how to the stasis shrines or uh, you had to figure yeah it was one of the first ones and you had to figure out how to get to the one you had like cold so you're getting damaged from the cold. And when I first played it, like I had no idea oh, how to yeah. that, how to deal I, with it. I had that really yeah. early in the game too. And I the was, thing was, I was still learning that like there's you don't have to go to areas like that immediately no. so i remember it was like i was probably like i just started the game i was less than yeah. an hour or two into it because there is a cold region really yeah. close to the shrine of resurrection and i'm like trying to get across the freezing water i'm just like, like how do i, I don't with know this? what the how fuck do to do? do yeah and then it took me a while to learn like well you're just not at a point in the game where you can go there yet like you have to well, you learn how to make an elixir and get some yeah. potion, or you have to get a warm jacket. Well, at the old man's house, he has like pepper, and you have to make like an elixir. That something. was something I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't right understand away. that. He also, but now I like that's where I go first, and I'm going yeah, over there at now. At the old man's house, you can also get like a warm doublet or yeah. whatever. But by the time I found that, I had already gotten like the nice one. Yeah. The, the so. Falcon one or whatever. But it's really cool. Like uh, I, I've watched some speedrunners. They just start the game. They go straight to Ganon. 
Like, and I think oh, that's yeah. I saw a video I of some, I saw cool. a video of somebody beat yeah. Ganon with like three hearts, virtually no other weapons. Yeah. They, I think they had their stasis or yeah. the stasis, the the runes, but that's that's like it. Yeah. And I was like, well, that I don't think I could do. I just find it's just. This game is just insanely open. You can literally do whatever the hell you want. I like, know. You can, I love you that. You want to go kill Ganon right now? Go right ahead. Yeah. You might die, but that's okay. <laughs> you know? When I first went to the castle, I'd only done, I think, two of the ancient. Oh, okay. Or the Divine Beast. And I was like, oh, this is so naughty. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> so naughty. And I was like, I don't know if I should be in this castle yet. Hey, Ganon. <laughs> Actually, the first time You're I here. went. <laughs> but, like, I will say that I used a lot of walkthroughs because there was just like part of the thing with it being such a huge game and this is just me as a gamer is like i hate the feeling of like wasting a bunch of time trying to do something that i don't even know right. if it's possible in the game so i like to use walkthroughs to give me hints about like am i at least headed in the right direction or like am i trying to do something too early in the game because when i first started the game also within the first five or six hours i ended up in the gerudo desert yeah and i was just like I was in the desert for about 15 minutes, and I was like, you know what? It's too hot. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I was like, this sucks. This I was like, I don't want to do this. And I also <laughs> have a feeling that like the divine beast that's here is like probably not the first one no. I should be doing. Yeah. So I used a walkthrough just to look at like Where what, should I go first? what it suggested. And yeah. it was like, maybe go to the water temple first. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, I was like, although I, I will see actually the, say the Zoras, I wanted to see those guys, and I will actually say even though the Zora, like even though that's close to the Shrine of Resurrection, yeah. I really do think that the first one you should go to is uh, is the the Sky one, so the that you can one. get Revali's Gale because that's, that's such a, a powerful such a tool. One. Yeah, Mifa's Grace is basically just like Easy a save; mode. it's like an extra Easy fairy. <laughs> but like, uh, but like Revali's Gale is. It helps, it, you it helps you so fucking much, especially because yeah. you don't have any stamina in the beginning, yeah. so you can't climb stuff. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. Perfect. Um, I think we'll probably end it there. Uh, so you have – sorry, it's on Indiegogo. Yep, it's on Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Our campaign goes until August 25th. August 25th. And we're recording – what day is it today? Today is the 10th. All right, so you have 15 days. Yeah, 15, right? 14 days. 15, 14 days. And I'll probably post this on the weekend. Um, awesome. So that's Serial Thriller. I'll put uh, the link in the description. Is there anything else you wanted to plug? Or You have What About Shelly is on YouTube, right? You yeah, watch so it. both two, uh, two of my previous short films, What About Shelly and Ecstasy, are both on YouTube. Okay. Uh, if you just I'll put search, those links too. search those links or search yeah. Kyle Reum, they're both there. They're on the Queer Network YouTube. Awesome. You can go and enjoy those now. Cool. And do you want to plug like Instagram or Yeah, well, I mean, you can that? follow me on Instagram. So it's yeah. k.com. Reum, okay. R-E-A-U-M-E. I post stuff. I'll about do my some films. sort of text thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll work that out. But we'll the podcast listeners, going. there you go. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. You can look up my shorts on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. Well, your place is great. Like, look at all these Power Rangers. <laughs> all right behind us. It's cool. I'm a big fan of the Power Ranger yeah. toys. Uh, I always was as a kid, and then I I had a bunch, and then uh, when I was like 11 or 12, I actually sold a bunch of them at a yard sale for pennies. Uh, okay. So they started, they made a bunch of these, uh, like, these new, new re-releases. Yeah. Literally just for people like me, they like, super cool. fans who have some money to spare. Yeah. And so I just like having them. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Kyle. Thank you. Oh, my God, Kat. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, like and subscribe. Share it with your friends. And uh, have a great day. This was Game & Scotch. Bye. Bye.